What's up, Texas? It is the one-year anniversary 50th episode edition of Texas River Tonk, and we are broadcasting live from the KZSM studio in downtown San Marcos. We got a good one, and that was, of course, the late, great Loretta Lynn with Dolly Parton and Tammy Wynette. It wasn't God who made Honky Tonk Angels. They put that out in 1993, but that song was originally written by J.D. Miller, and put out first by Kitty Wells, of course. It was the first hit for a solo female artist, released June 23rd, 1952, and Loretta would have been 20 years old at that time. And Loretta did go on to write 20, or I guess perform 24 number one songs, released 11 number one albums, was nominated for 18 Grammys, won three of them, and is the most awarded female country artist and the only female artist to get Arts of the Decade for 1970. So. Definitely the queen of country music. And I didn't fact check this, but I did hear or read somewhere that she had more band songs than all the male country artists of her time put together because uh, some of the co controversial stuff that she put out. But she passed away this week at 90 years old. She was born in Butcher Hollow, Johnson County, Kentucky, April 14th, 1923. And that same county produced Tyler Childers, Chris Stapleton, Crystal Gale, Jim Ford, Jesse Wells, and Brett Ratliff, a.k.a. the other Van Leer Rose. And I don't know what I can say about Loretta that hasn't already been said this week, you know. A um, lot, lot of praise going her way, but for me, it was the Van Leer Rose album that kind of reintroduced me to Loretta Lynn. I don't know if you remember that in 2004. You know, her later stuff, not mm -hmm. so much. I, I was watching a PBS documentary last night on Country Western. It happened to be talking about Loretta Lynn, and she was the first female artist that was able to renegotiate. Okay. And she re she negotiated with, I can't remember what. Anyway, she had a she had a label, and they were trying to keep her non, like, traditional country. Right. And so she finally was able to break free. And when she negotiated her new contract, that was when she was able to make songs like The Pill. Mm -hmm. A lot of the songs that were banned that really, she was at the forefront of so much, you know. Right. Yeah. So what could be said by me or you? Nothing. Right. You know? But that, that 2004 album was produced by Jack White. And so I was into the White Stripes at that time. I was in college and I remember going to that, that album store right there on South Lamar kind of over by the tavern. It's no longer there, but that's where I'd go buy used records. And she put that out. And that album, actually, you cannot find it, right? It's not available for streaming. The only place you can get it is on Tidal. That's the only place. And if you look to try to buy like a CD, it's a $40 CD because they just stopped putting it out. Somebody has like a restrictions on it for some reason. But that was her 42nd album, 42nd solo studio, studio album. And if you go to Wikipedia, like it doesn't even mention that album. 
Um, you can't track it down. It's really weird. I forgot about that album, but as soon as you said Jack White, then I remembered. Yeah. So you know. I, I had that CD, and so I climbed in my attic today, and I was looking for my old CD case, hoping it was in there, and of course it wasn't. Mm. So I'm going to track that down. We'll, we'll find you some Van Lear Rose some other time, but I'm going to play a brand new one. This one came out today by Lucas Jagno and The Roadshow. They put out a brand new EP called Honky Tonk Heart. That was the first single they put out off that EP. Uh, the one I'm going to play you is called Somebody Like You. They're going to be in Godly, Texas tomorrow with Slade Coulter doing the Maid Street Dance Festival. And then October 28th and 29th, they'll be in Birmingham and then South Carolina. And then rumor has it that they might be in the area in November when Derek McClendon comes down to play Ghost Note. I know they're coming down for a wedding. So this is the brand new one. Keeping you off my mind Till I saw you out with your friends Yeah, I'd had a few Figured I'd make my move And find out how you'd been But before I got there And I could pull up my chair Some man pulled you out on the floor I'm sitting here drinking, wondering what I was thinking Ever walking out the door I should have got you alone And maybe paid that cover band to play our song I could have bought you a drink I should have apologized Girl, it never really hit me till I seen you tonight But just watching you dance I know I lost my chance of ever winning back I'm sitting here drinking, wondering what I was thinking, ever giving up on us. But what are you thinking, spinning around like that? You're supposed to be heartbroken, hoping I'm coming back, but you've been dancing around all Somebody like you
supposed to be heartbroken, hoping I'm coming back. But you've been dancing around all over this town in the arms of somebody new. And I'm just sitting here drinking, wondering what I was thinking, letting go of somebody like you. Somebody like you
Outside the sun is up The wind that blows me like a paper cup Down the highway Down the highway listening to Texas River Tonk and that was Rusty Weir with Texas Morning and that's under his Under My Hat album that was actually remastered Uh, so shout out to Rusty Weir and I do have Jack Fister hanging out here in studio what's going on man oh you know it's going (laughs) it's going things are on well dude I'm glad I'm glad you came man thanks for thanks for showing up thanks for having me yeah for sure so this is actually yeah the first time we've actually met which is really cool. Fitz went to go do a little beer run real quick, so he's out running the streets, and Rod Gator will be in here shortly, but we're going to have a good time. Mm Mm-hmm. So you got some shows coming up? Uh, I have tonight at Batch ATX up in Austin, Texas. With Uh, with Dog Island? Yes. That's cool. Yeah, we're doing, uh, I believe I'm playing 8 to 9, and then he's going to do an hour after me. And that's off Mainer Road. Yeah. If you don't know Batch, they have great kolaches and also fantastic craft beer. Oh yeah. If you if you like those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I read on the website. Dude, so you never been? Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, first dude. time. You're gonna love it. Really cool spot. So what what's been going on? What do you have any other shows after that one planned or? Uh, nothing solid yet. I have okay. a few things in the works. Nice. Uh, might go play uh, my hometown, St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, really? Working on a couple dates up there in December. Nice. And uh, other than that, we'll see. So how long have you been in Texas? Oh, man, about two years now. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I moved here early October. Kind of a weird time to be moving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a strange situation because I had an apartment, and the lease was up like March 13th of 2020. Okay. And I had planned to go traveling, but then the pandemic happened and so I went out to LA crashed on my buddy's couch and then just kind of like waited to see and I was like well nothing's really getting better so I'm just gonna go to Austin nice Uh, you picked a good spot we're we're spoiled here man there's so many venues to play so many artists to kind of you know to get in touch with to start making those connections and yeah it's like no other spot I've been to right so that that's what I want to talk to Rod about that too because he spent 10 years in LA he moved out That's there to right. do like the acting thing and then ended up in Austin. So I'll have to talk to y'all about the, the difference between L.A. And, and the Austin scene. I think his, his thing was that they didn't want to pay artists to play music in L.A. Yeah. And so that was the yeah. problem. There's a lot of competition just like Austin, but I feel like there's more respect for the, the talent in mm-hmm. Austin. Okay. So, but the, the scene in Missouri is pretty, pretty all right? Or how's that work? It's it's fine. Yeah. You know, it's uh we have a music scene, but it's small. Okay. Makes sense. How many people are from your hometown just for reference? Uh it's I think it's like 
360,000 okay. in the city, and then we have uh, St. Louis County, which is right. sprawling. It's like three or four million. Interesting. Oh, that's, that's huge. Okay. So it is sprawling. Mm-hmm. All right, man. So I'm going to play one by Leo Rondo. He's actually going to be playing Saturday night at Sam's Town Point with Ramsey Midwood. You like some Sam's right. Town Point? I do. I yeah. love that place. Love that place. Love Ramsey, too. Yeah, Ramsey's cool. I got to catch him. I showed up late. Leo had just finished, and Ramsey was coming on afterwards. So I showed up and didn't get to catch Leo. But maybe Saturday night I can make it over to Sam's Town Point. So this one's called Right on Time by Leo Rondo.
check I threw in Angelo Never even last me through the fall But I made a hand and gotten by But I'm restless and a cowboy's got to roam This day work life is not for me On the road is where I feel at home When I nod, ledge is how I know. This is Texas River Tonk, and that was Jake Hooker with The Ledge. He actually grew up playing dance halls out in West Texas, spent some time at South Plains College where my mom and brother worked, moved up to Fort Worth in 1998. That's a good one by Jake Hooker. Before that, I played Leo Rondo, and now we have Rod Gator in studio along with Jack Fister and Wild Fitz. How you boys doing? How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing good, man. I just showed up. Hell I just yeah. pulled up. You made it, man. I did. I appreciate you coming I in. I woke up at 11.30, just in time. <laughs> Perfect. So where'd you drive in from? You live in Austin, right? I drove in from Austin, yeah. So what part of Austin do you live in? I live in uh, uh, Duplex and Travis Heights behind Whippin, the uh, Indian restaurant. Hell yeah. It's a chill area. Yeah, I like it. They always have a good, uh, good tap list, rotating tap list over there. Yeah, it's a nice place. A little get you some beer to go. Well, I haven't drank beer in over seven and a half years. Is it seven already? It is. So you, you quit drinking when you were out in L.A., right? I did, yeah. Uh, I was actually just telling that story about how my guitar got stolen and my car got stolen. That was the last night I ever got drunk. All that stuff took place, so I went out with a bang. <laughs> so you grew up in Louisiana, right? What part of Louisiana? I did. I grew up in South Louisiana. I grew, if you know Lafayette, I grew up south of Lafayette, about an hour south of Lafayette, area called Vermilion Parish. Okay. It was a setting for True Detective season one. That's my reference now. Nice. Before then, the reference in 1987 was the Blob remake they shot in Vermilion Parish. That's funny. Everyone got to be extras in the high school football scene. Everyone was in the in the little stadium. Nice. And what about Fitz, man? This is your second time in studio. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, so I've, got, I've seen you play a couple times. I've actually seen Rod play three times. I think the first time I saw you play was at the Far Out Lounge. Oh, was, yeah. was that your album release? 
Yeah, I love that place. I worked uh, security in the parking lot a couple times since then, which was pretty <laughs> hilarious. I had like a neon green vest on, and a couple people walked by and were like, Rockator! I was like, I'm at work, man. <laughs> Trying to direct traffic. Yeah, I remember you were shooting those videos and posting those videos out in front of the Far Out Lounge leading up to that show. Oh, yeah, the protester, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's what it was. And then the second time I saw you was you, the Vandaliers, and Los Bandol Los Bandolores, or what is, what's that name mm, of that band? Yeah, something like that. That was at 310. That's a great place, yeah. yeah. And, and Michael Fenton was there, M Misery and Gin. Yeah, that's a great venue. Yeah, and then I guess the last time I saw you was you opened up for Josh Ray Walker out of Fry Height. Mm-hmm. I remember that. As soon as I played, I left. Yeah, I do remember that. I, I met you, and you were sitting there. And Too like, many good old boys, dude. I get uncomfortable when it, I got to roll. Oh, dude, there was a fight afterwards. So That makes sense. I had a sense that something was just a little <laughs> off about that place. Yeah. But I played 310 I like a lot. We opened for the Super Suckers there for Halloween once, and we all wore dresses, so that was cool. <laughs> just like Waylon used to do. Nice, man. <laughs> that was good. So Jack Fister's playing tonight, and then... You have the Way Hyman, right, are playing yeah. Sunday. Sunday at Volstead, the first of hopefully a long residency, first Sundays at Volstead, Way Hyman, Song Swap. Very cool. With David Miner, correct? With David Miner, he's our first guest. And you said that's right next to Hotel Vegas? They're like, yeah, they're on top of each other. Okay. I'm going to try to make it out Sunday. Check Do that it. out. I don't have to work Monday, so that's perfect. Perfect. Hell you have yeah. no excuse now. Right. So what do y'all want to do, man? We got about an hour and a half to hang out and jam. Talk about upbring our upbringings. Your cool. upbringings. I'd like to hear y'all upbringings. <laughs> so I grew up in the middle of nowhere, south of Lubbock, Texas. Cool. So in a dry county. Mm -hmm. So you had to convince somebody to drive 30 miles to, to go score you beer in high school. Mm -hmm. Or you just went to the local bootlegger. That's cool. And bought a dollar of beer. Best racing cans I ever had, Lubbock, Texas. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yep. So you go to Lubbock pretty often, or you've been there just um, a couple times? When just I lived, for the Canes. Yeah, when I lived in LA, they would I would go down to Texas for like radio tours. So I just went all over the place, like small towns, a lot of weird experiences. But I remember liking Lubbock. I went to the Buddy Holly stuff and all that. I liked right. it. So I cool. heard you on um, Hippies and Cowboys, their podcast, and you were telling the story about <laughs> doing the Red Dirt Radio Circuit. Oh yeah, was that part of it? That was part of it. Yeah. No one ever knew what to do with me. Eventually, they were like, let's try to get him into this. And I didn't even know what Red Dirt was, and I found out real quick. I was like, I don't think this is a good fit for me. But they were like, no, just keep doing the, you know, just keep doing the radio tours. I was like, okay. And I had a couple good experiences. I met some, like, old OG radio dudes that had been doing it forever, and they were always cool, you know. So I did have some positive experiences doing that. Yeah, that Hippies and Cowboys thing, I was surprised about how young those two guys were. We did like a video thing, and when they came up, I was like, dang, they look super young, but they were nice guys. Yeah, that, that's a great episode. If you haven't listened to that, it was about a year ago, I think, when you, right when you were putting out that album mm -hmm. for Louisiana, you went on the podcast. Mm -hmm. But that's a great album. Thanks, man. So I know it's, you say it's kind of more than a love song to Louisiana. It's kind of a critical look back at mm -hmm. kind of where you came from. Uh, and how, So how many albums have you put out? I know you have a couple before that. You have Southern Gothic and then Paris Lines. Yeah, I put out a terrible album in 2008 that was like an acoustic thing that, my, that I recorded in Idaho. You can't find it, thank God. <laughs> and after that, I did like a kind of traditional or like outlaw country record called My Family Name. I put out an EP that I recorded with Dave Cobb. We did five songs. That's can't really find either, but I got it on SoundCloud. 
Then I did an album called Parish Lines. Then I did Southern Gothic. Then I did Far Louisiana, and now I got the new one, so seven albums. Yeah, I was trying to get you in a couple of weeks ago, but you said you were recording, right? You oh, yeah, I was recording. Uh, Fitz actually co-produced the album, so I recorded it out in Elgin at this guy Jimmy Wildcat studio, and it was one of my favorite recording experiences, for sure. It was really great, and a guy named Eric Wofford's mixing it right now. He like worked on the Black Angels records and all that, so he's been sending me the tracks and everything's sounding really good, so I'm excited about that. It's pretty much a metal record metal in the sense of like sabbath kind of like early metal stuff right and you said black angels mm-hmm. yeah, yeah the guy working on it did a lot of stuff for black angels so i like that band that's cool so in college i worked with the drummer stephanie oh, that's of cool. black angels yeah, we, yeah. Were, we used to cater together oh that's very cool back in the day when they were they were starting to come up right then but then they just blew up kind of the yeah mid- so he works on that passover passover album mm-hmm. the young men dead one and stuff I did some catering too. I, whenever I was in LA, I did catering one night, and everyone was pretty mean except the woman, the main actress from Dances with Wolves, was very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking about how before y'all got here, uh, Jack, you used to live out in LA briefly, right? Yeah. How long were you out there? Uh, last time, about six months. Okay. Total, maybe a year of my life. And were you in the music scene out there? Were you playing shows or trying to? How? No, not really. I played shows there with uh, with like a garage punk band called Soda Boys. That's how I got out to the West Coast the first time and then kept going back, made some friends and found some couches and floors. Been in Austin two years now. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And Fitz just moved out to Elgin, right? So I guess last time you were in studio with Tweak... And Chase and Wayne, you were in the process of moving now, I believe. Yeah, I think we had just found the house out there last time I was here. And we just sold our house in Austin. So it's been a crazy couple months, but it's all over now. I'm like two minutes from the studio where we recorded Rod Gator's album. Nice. Uh, it's like perfect location, two minutes from studio. So what other projects are y'all working on out there? Um, that, that you can talk about if you can talk about it. Uh, I'm producing... A, a solo album from uh, for Colton uh, Kearney from The Shinglers. We're wrapping that up. And then that project and Rod's album have been kind of the, the day-to-day for the last like six or seven months, if not longer than that. Nice. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of in a moment where things are wrapping up and I'm like, what am I doing next? So I just got a chance to see The Shinglers. I think it was The Swindlers and The Shinglers. Yeah. Both played at Sam's Town Point last Friday, I think it was. Yeah. And I had a great time out there. They're one of my favorite bands, and so like when Colton per, uh, approached me to write, I wrote like maybe almost half of his solo album too. He came up to me, he's like, "Will you produce my solo album and maybe also write some songs for it?" I was like, "Normally, I would say that's a pretty tall order, but the Shinglers—they're like one of my favorite bands in town, so I was very honored to be a part of it." And Colton's in the way Hyman with you, right? Isn't it Colton? Yeah, and he's uh, he's a. Uh, We'd call him the looks <laughs> of the group, yeah. Nice. So again, Sunday at Volstead, you said 7 o'clock? Starts at 7, goes through 10, yeah. Nice. Well, Rod's the only one with a guitar in his hand currently. You feel like playing one? Okay. Yeah. What are you going to play? I'm going to play for Chase on Corpus Christi Car Wash because he asked me to. All right. We've been trying to talk Tweak into covering this. So yeah, tweak. if he's smart, he will. I guess that's up for debate. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Deep down in South Texas Where the golf winds blow 
Where the rains fall heavy Folks talk nice and slow Where I once was a king Now I pay the cost Wasting my days and my nights In a Corpus Christi car wash When I was a young man In some border town In San Benito That Tejano sound Where they once went all in Now all bets are off Wasting my days and my nights In a Corpus Christi car wash Well if I sound just a bit bitter My ashes on the floor The great Freddie Fender They don't call me that anymore Three years in Angola All the time that we lost Wasting my days and my nights In a Corpus Christi cause Now the darkness has faded My prophecy calls My return to the billboard Before the next teardrop falls Before my resurrection I once carried the cross Wasted my days and my nights in a Corpus Christi car wash. Wasted my days and my nights in a Corpus Christi car wash. Hey, I can relate to that one. It's a song about Freddie Fender, a.k.a. Baltimore Herter of San Benito, Texas. <laughs> nice. So I've actually spent quite a bit of time in Corpus Christi. Yeah. Usually in the car wash, though, we were rinsing off the boat coming out of the water. Sure, yeah. I didn't wash many cars in the Corpus Christi car wash. Yeah, I got... So, going back to those radio tours, I got the idea for that song when I went through Corpus Christi. I was staying in a... Uh, I went to this radio station, and this guy named Daddy D, who said he'd been doing DJing since he was 12 years old in the 1960s, he told me the story about Freddie Fender and, the, and that whole thing, how when he first came to Corpus, it was in the early 1970s, and he went to this car wash, and he heard someone calling his name, and he had just moved to town, so he didn't know who would know him. And whenever he looked, it was a man in the working outfit, like he worked at the car wash, and it was Freddie Fender. And he was like, man, what are you doing here? And he was like, well, I fell on hard times, man. Things have been rough. I'm doing a residency once a week here. And he was like, but I just recorded this new song, uh, 
Before the Next Teardrop Falls, and I feel pretty good about it. Oh, and of course, shit. that song was the number one hit on the country charts and the pop charts. So Damn. you never had to Damn. wash anybody's car again. <laughs> That's a pretty awesome story there. So what do y'all think? I'm going to play one. I'm going to let y'all get y'all's guitar, get y'all tune up. I'm going to play the new one by Christopher Seymour. He just put out High Life, and he had that uh, burlesque video that he put out. Did you get a chance to see that one? Uh, yeah, I, I watched it last uh, weekend. I was over at yeah. uh, with Chris and Patrick B. Ray, hanging out with them last weekend in Houston. So did you, you played the the song swap with them? I did the song swap, and they have a podcast that yeah. I did as well. It was fun. Been wanting to meet them because they're good friends with uh, South Texas Tweak, who I play bass with, and uh, they're really good friends with him and he's had nothing but really nice things to say yeah really cool guys and i've I've mentioned it a lot on the show but they have that getting loose and killing time podcast yeah do you you know when when your episode is going to come out yet i don't know if it will ever come out it got really (laughs) weird really fast (laughs) yeah (laughs) so we'll see um but they haven't given me any deets but yeah it was a a really good time almost too much fun because i know they'll sit on those podcasts for a while and just kind of strategically kind of trickle them out whenever they're ready yeah and Strategically. Strategically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> loose, loose quotes. Hey, Patrick, this is for you. Papa top again. Hell yeah. Shout out to those boys. And so you played the Shady Acre Saloon. They do that Sundays, right? Is usually yeah, when yeah, that's Sunday the shootout. night. It was, uh, it was so much fun. Thanks, y'all, if you're listening, for having me. All right. So here's High Life by Christopher Seymour.
just a cold one and some honky tonk special I found. And the dim lights of every cheap dive, it keeps me out. Ghost Note Brewing is located on Ranch Road 12, just three miles south of Dripping Springs. Open Thursday through Sunday, they serve finely crafted beer along with local wine and cider. There's plenty of seating in the open air tap room that overlooks a tree covered lawn with live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ghost Note Brewing is celebrating Oktoberfest on October 8th with live music from Tony Camel, Bavarian food, plenty of great beer, an artisan market, and more. You can find the full music and food truck schedule available online at ghostnotebrewing.com. Listeners, you know here at Texas River Taunt, we're all about supporting homegrown artists and products. Tejas Hemp is located in Dripping Springs and was the first hemp brand in the state since Prohibition. Tejas Hemp supplies full-spectrum CBD and naturally occurring THC products, including their muscle release salve, hemp oils, gummies, flour, and pre-rolls. Check out TejasHemp.com to shop online and follow them on Instagram at TejasHemp. TejasHemp, putting the J back in Texas. Hey 
That's how this river runs Hey honey Where you been? I said everywhere but here I sure miss you Come back home That's just how this river rolls That's just how this river rolls This is Texas River Talk on KZSM.org True Community Radio And that was Tony Camel with This River and that was on T.O. Bruce's album of the year last year. One of my favorite. He's going to be out at Ghost Note this Saturday, 4 p.m. for their Oktoberfest. Next Friday, he'll be in Houston at the La- Lost, excuse me, Last Concert Cafe and then Devil's Backbone in two weeks on the 21st. But again, we have Jack Fister, Wild Fitz, Rod Gator in studio hanging out. Hey. Looks like you're about ready to play one, Jack. I am. Yeah, this one's called Broken Spanish. It's the first track off the album that I released last month titled sweet riverside farm mojo heart <laughs> okay great name it goes a little something like this
hell yeah, man. So you recorded that one out in Elgin too, right? That whole album? I did, yeah. With uh, Jimmy Wildcat at Sweetheart Studios. That's cool. And so you put your last album that I see up there was 2017. I know, yeah, that was, is it called Two or what? Do you, what's the title of that one? Yeah, Roman numeral Two. Two. Right, yeah. I, so, I. so was there a number one that's not available? Or what, what's the story behind um, that? Yeah, I did like a little bedroom demo okay. before that. Um, and then I did that one and then uh, uh, a live still after that. But kind of trying to direct the attention and traffic to the new one. I gotcha. <laughs> right. There, there's some good songs on the old ones, but I, I'm not too much of a fan of my own sound on that. So you think you've come a long way in that five years? Yeah, definitely. Nice. Well, yeah, the <laughs> new album is really badass. So what, what, where'd you. you come up with the name Sweet River Farm Mojo Heart? Uh, I was trying to come up. What was the original boring title that we were texting about, Fitz? I think it was called like a, a taste of Fister. <laughs> He's lying, but uh, I like that. <laughs> oh, that would have been good, too. The, uh, but yeah, just uh, Sweet for Sweetheart Studios and then... Riverside Farms, my road nice. that I live on. That's cool. And then Mojo's cool. So speaking of rivers, you ever floated the San Marcos River here in town? I have not. I would like to, though. What about you, Rod? No. no I never have. Scott Byron was like, man, once a year, all these young people come here, and they come here, and they ruin the river, man, <laughs> once a year. Yeah. I think, but I mean, I'm sure, I don't know what he was talking about exactly. Is there like some yeah. kind of big event once a year? Oh, so the there's a, ruiner? there's a water safari. Oh, that must have been what he was talking about. So it's the longest kayak race in North America and they start here in San Well, that Marcos. actually sounds nice. It's, it's, I don't think he was talking about that. No, that probably actually not. sounds like a I think uh, you're referring to spring break. Spring yeah, break. I think spring break is what I'm talking about. So they used to have float fest on the San Marcos, but they got kicked out and couldn't... That's probably what it was. That's probably Ghostland Observatory place Yeah, especially one year. they got kicked out. Yeah. Like, that probably... Yeah, that must have been what he was talking about. I think about. they had to move to Gonzales. They had to move, like, further out to find somebody with land that would actually let them yeah. throw a bash like that. I played with Scott in San Antonio last month, and we drove down there together, and he drove me through San Marcos and told me about his upbringing in San Marcos and drove me to all of these different areas. It was cool. That is cool. Where'd y'all play in San Antonio? At the burger place. Yeah, Sam's. Mm-hmm. Very cool. The guy, the lad po- last podcast on the left host came. I didn't know who he was, but Fitz <laughs> knew who he was. So that's... Yeah, Ben Kissel, man. I got excited. Nice. I didn't know who he was. That's cool. But then I found out, and he was very cool. But yeah, Scott's the man. So floating the river in a tube is nice. Don't get me wrong. I but, would like it. But the way we do it, we do kayaks. That's cool, too. Because you can go much further. Mm-hmm. Right, because the problem with a tube is if the wind's going the wrong direction, you get stuck, and you're out there just kind of with your mm-hmm. flip flops in hand trying to paddle you just your saw ass. Mushrooms yeah. Like, yeah, exactly, just tripping out. Yeah. So if you have kayak, you can get around. That's cool. Yeah. So maybe we'll have to get y'all down on the river sometime. I'd do it. I was out there Wednesday. I actually got out here Wednesday, did a little fishing. Oh, that's cool. So what about you, Fitz? You got your guitar ready? What are you thinking about? Man? I do. I'm gonna. Try to not play something I played last time. Hopefully, <laughs> I guess no one really cares, but it goes like this. Uh, that could have been me, but I got lucky. I dodged a bullet. 
she might have said yes, I might have been happy before she left with everything. She might have found Jesus on Sunday morning, or a good friend of mine on Saturday night when I saw. could have been me instead I'm lonesome well she's with him in some other life she might have been mine I might have been crying the night she Damn, love that song, man. I'm going to dedicate that to Rod and his, uh, his new found quest in the single circuit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a great day last night. So. Oh, there Woo! you go. At Kirby Lane. Nice. Lover's Lane is what I like Lover's to call Lane. it. <laughs> a lot of late nights at Kirby Lane. Mm-hmm. So that was She Might Have Found Jesus off the Bullfighter album. That's a great album. Well, thank you, sir. And, also and recorded by Jimmy. This is the Jimmy Wildcat fan this club is Jimmy episode. Wildcat fan club. And oh, he, yeah. I think he might still be listening. He would text me earlier. He's like, y'all are sound great. Thanks for the shout out. Jimmy Wildcat, we love you. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, Jim, love you. And such a cool album. Like, the artwork's good, but the white vinyl. Oh, yeah. I, I almost didn't do that. I'm really glad I talked myself into it at the last minute. I was like, man, the color vinyl, that might be a little too gimmicky. And then, like, I was like, switched it to black vinyl. And then I was like... You only live once, man. And then I flipped it back to white, and then get that white vinyl. Yeah, I meant to. I meant to bring it up here and have you sign it. I thought I signed it. Not maybe you did. Maybe I can't remember. I think I said thanks for honking the honk and honking the tonk. That's right. Maybe on the back. I was particularly proud of that. That's. I think it's on the inside. Hell yeah. I'll sign it again though. So what about you, Rod? I know you just got out of the studio. Is there any timetable? Like, do you think you have a date or a, yeah, a frame? Yeah, I think I'm going to put out a first single in January, then cool. put out a single in March for around South By, and then put the record out in June and just, like, hit it hard in the summer. Nice. I got I accepted an offer to play Johnny Cash in a play April, May in Boca Raton, Florida. So I couldn't turn it down. Dude. So I'm going to be out of town for two months. So I didn't want to put it out and then leave because originally we were talking about putting it out in March. I was like, nah, I got to be here when it comes out. So right. June next summer, I'll hit it hard. Very cool, man. 
yeah looking forward to that yeah it'll be a pretty intense show but it'll be a fun show and i think it's i think it's i'm excited about it yeah yeah that sounds badass yeah so, I'll send you, I'll give you some previews, man. You've nice. supported me for a while. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rocking the shirt right now. Yeah. It's one of my favorite shirts. That's all I had to see, dude. You'll <laughs> be getting the record in a couple weeks. <laughs> nice. So what's up? You want to play another one? You probably have to sure. switch, switch with Fitz. That's it, cool. That, it'll pick up the guitar a lot better. Letting Ron take my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Giving up the seat. <laughs> I, ba- I babysitted Fitz's daughter not too long ago. Oh, yeah, really? Rod's, my, Rod's my babysitter. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, so if you need a babysitter, yeah. Rod's, Rod's your man. He did a great Changed job. Changed my first diaper. I know you dog sat too, right, for Michael when he was out of town. Oh, yeah. I saw pictures of that. Yeah, Michael's a great guy. I know. He just moved out of town. Sad to see him go. Yeah, he is one of those guys that's just so supportive of, of the scene as a whole. Right. Those people are important for sure. Oh, yeah, Michael. Michael, if you're listening, we love you, too. Shout out, buddy. Yeah, his Twitter handle is Dumper Jones, so I have him <laughs> in my phone as Dumper Jones because <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what his name was, and I accidentally introduced him. We were at Sam's Town Point for Waylon Payne's show, and Connie Nelson was there, and I introduced him to Connie, and I said, oh, yeah, this is Dumper. I was like, oh, wait, that's not his name. <laughs> I did the same thing. I, I think one of the first shows that me and Michael actually hung out was your show at Far Out. Yeah. And it's like the first time we had met each other like briefly, but it was like the first time we were like at the same table hanging out. And I was like, my wife was there. I was like, yeah, this is Dumper. I don't, I didn't know if I knew his real name at that point. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's exactly what that happened That was the same show I met you at for the first yeah, time. Yeah, Fitz and I met at the, uh, the album release show. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I remember I liked him because he said, man, it's trippy seeing these videos. You doing all this quirky stuff. He's like, yeah, this kind of like buff dude doing these quirky things. I was like, well, I like you. So I think Michael's actually coming. He's getting married soon in November. So they're having a show at Sagebrush. Yeah, I'm going to play something on that, that I think, or, or at the wedding or something. I forget which, but I told him I would. Very cool. Well, looking forward to that. So we'll be talking more about the show at Sagebrush. I think that's November 10th and the wedding, I think, is the 11th, something like that. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to play, Rod? I'm going to play a song that I play at the Saxon Pub a couple years ago, and a lady got upset because she said it was so sad that she stood up and said, you can't sing that. And she was super drunk and they kicked her out. It's a song about the Vietnam War and I know that uh, certain people in Texas think we actually won, but spoiler alert, we did not win. Well, Dwayne and me, we were second cousins. We grew up together just south of Monroe And we'd ride our bikes On down to the levee With a bottle of wine And a fishing pole And when the rain started pouring We'd sit beneath the bridge We'd talk about our teachers And all the secrets they them geese would be flying as far as we could see well i guess that's just Dwayne and me and when his daddy died he moved in with us and he'd get into trouble every night 
weeks would go by and we wouldn't see him but sure enough you'd show up oh Dwayne where you been and I'd sit there and listen to all the stories he told about the money and the women living on We'd sit there on the front porch As high as we could be Well I guess it's just Dwayne and me Well his number came up In 67 With a lump in my throat To the station we went well, he boarded the bus, rode down the window and waved And I never saw Dwayne again No, I never saw Dwayne again All right. So that was off the Southern Gothic album, right? It was. Yeah. I won't, I won't boo you. I won't tell you it's too sad. I dig it. Thanks, man. Yeah. Blues is happy music. <laughs> right. That's what Towns Van Zandt used to say. But, man, I, I dig your sound. Like, your newer stuff, it's more rocky, swampy. It's yeah. real Yeah, whenever I'm in songwriter mode, it's the same thing I do when I'm touring with bands and open them. I just play all the story songs because, right. you know, I don't really do any fancy guitar work, so I try to make up for all of that by just doing the story stuff. You ever do like Chicken Hawk or Westgate solo, or is that? Oh, I do Westgate solo. I can do it next. I was a little nervous okay. about yelling, but I can do it like this. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it next. Cool, man. I dig. I dig that new album is really badass. Thanks, that's, man. That's why I was asking you if you had any vinyls available. Yeah. Well, what's funny is that I had one vinyl available. One vinyl. It was already open, and it had a. Uh, it had all the rest of them at that my ex label's office. Not my ex, as in relationship well i guess it's kind of a relationship the label i used to be with it's all at their office and they won't i don't think they would give me any you probably have to order them online but i had one copy left and when my ex-girlfriend was moving out she picked it up and she's like oh rod can i have this i was like yeah and then i was like oh yeah i forgot you're a fan i forgot that's how we actually met nice. so she took it and that's how it went i didn't mind parting with it Man. All the songs live in my head, so it's all good. Right, they're out there. Mm -hmm. So what about you, Jack? Are you planning on putting out some, some physical copies of your album? I am, yeah. yeah. I'm going to start with a cassette release. <laughs> For real? Is that, are you oh, serious? Yeah. Dude, yeah. that would be badass. Cassettes are cool, dude. Crying the Boys have their cassettes. And Hell yeah. I think it's cool. I would yeah, that's just what I'm used to coming from punk rock. That's the cheapest, yeah. easiest thing to make. Well, I was born in 1982, so I grew up on cassettes. I remember the first time I actually bought a CD. I had to buy a CD player to play it. Vanilla Ice. Close. That was the first concert I ever went to. I shit, <laughs> oh, I shit you not, yeah. dude. It was Vanilla Ice opening up for MC Hammer. My parents took me <laughs> in Lubbock, Texas. My first concert was Jimmy Buffett. Okay, that's, yeah. I guess that's respectable. Better than Vanilla Ice. He opened, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to buy a CD player to play uh, Pearl Jam's 10. It was 1991. I was nine years old. I remember walking into Walmart and buying that CD and being like, well, shit, I got to buy a radio to play it on. So oh, yeah. now if you put out a cassette, I'll have to go buy a cassette player to play your record on. That's true. Yeah. I'm thinking about uh, buying a bunch of those in bulk, too, and maybe selling them as a combo. Right. 
get a little Walkman. You get a Walkman yeah. with the with the cassette. They sell them at Target. They're like, they're terrible, but they're like twenty five bucks or something. Right, cheap. We used to have the Sony Walkman. That was where it was at back in the day. So what do you those think? Are the, you, those you want, are the want, OG original good ones. Yeah, where you could see the guts. It had like the the clear plastic where you could see the inside mm -hmm. spinning. Hell yeah! But I guess my first cassette player was actually a Fisher Price. I used to walk around listening to Beastie Boys on my mm, Fisher yeah. Price cassette player back in the day. So what do you think? You want to play another one? Sure or, or I can spin one from the record. Whatever y'all want to do. Whenever y'all are ready for a break, let me know and I can kind of spin one. But otherwise, I'm, I'm happy to play one. Right. I got y'all in here live. I want to hear some some live music, man. That's what I brought it for. So what, what kind of guitar are you playing over there? Listeners might be interested. This is a Martin Custom. It was actually gifted to me by my neighbor Hank Sinatra on New Year's Eve last year. That's his real name. That is not his real name. <laughs> okay. But his real name escapes me at the moment. Okay. And he's known as uh, Hank Sinatra. He nice. actually filmed, if you look up Blaze Foley Live on YouTube, he filmed like half of those at his house. Damn. Oh, the like VHS looking ones? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I like those. That's badass. Yeah. And he still has the... He has one of those guitars that's a 1875 Martin. Wow. Yeah, I think Blaze has that hat on and it has a little ET thing on it. Mm -hmm. I like that. <laughs> nice. So what are you gonna play for us? This is a tune I wrote called Alameda. Nice. Down near Mexico, there's a place I yearn to go in the mountains by the sea, where the weather is warm as the embrace of wild roaming and being free. Oh, Alameda. Wanna meet all your senoritas Call to me and I feel that I need to Learn something I didn't know Oh, Alameda Still far away I start to see The setting sunlight words etched in the stone I will roam to greet you on my own Smiles on shining people in the street. 
Oh, Alameda, want to meet all your senoritas. Call to me and I feel that I need to learn something I didn't know. Oh, Alameda, still far away I start to see them. Setting sunlight words etched in the stone. I'll roam to greet you on my own. I'll roam to greet you on my own. Nice. So that was the, the seventh track on your yes. album. So who all played on that album with you? On, um, let's see, Broken Spanish Funeral House Blues, Fugitive Song, and Alameda. It's uh, a player by the name of Carlos Van Wes on the fiddle. Okay. And uh, Evan, Evan Joyce played bass on all tracks except for Blues in My Heart. And then on the other four is Sparkle Grass Pat playing okay. fiddle. Nice. Very cool. And so tonight you're playing again with Dog Island at Batch. Uh, how'd you mm -hmm. hook up with Dog Island? Because I think I met him at Sagebrush one night. Texas Dave. He used to play in Honky Tonk Machine. Oh, that's what it was. That's right. Yeah, yeah I hung out with him because I, I showed up to Sagebrush alone to watch Honky Tonk Machine and just started talking to him. Yeah, Dave's randomly. awesome. Go to that show. Yeah, good dude. I met him at a hole in the wall, filling in for Fitz. <clears throat> I double oh, book myself, and I, when I do that, I, I give, give my my gigs to Jack. <laughs> I, I encourage you to double book. That's nice. That's nice. I love hole in the wall, man. Hole in the wall. Classic. Me too. Because back in the day, before they expanded, it used to be just the the main room. They didn't have the outdoor area and that that extra building behind it. Mm -hmm. And it, you could still smoke inside. Oh, nice. And so your eyes would just be burning yeah. from leaving Sounds that place. amazing. It was. So what about your new album, Rod? So you, you sounded like you got a new label for this yeah, album. Yeah, I got a new label out of Austin called Chicken Ranch Records. Nice. Very, like, diverse uh, roster. It's kind of like a kind of like an outsider artist thing, which is really what I should have been in, something like that from the start, because my last label had no idea what to do with me, you know. And uh, it was run by lawyers out in L.A., and they just couldn't really figure figure out what to do. And I felt like Chicken Ranch has a better idea, you know, of how to approach the records and promo and all that stuff. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, that makes sense. They got, like, P. Lander Z, a bunch of, like, random folks. It's I, I'm, I'm happy with it, yeah. Well, good for you, man. Mm -hmm. So y'all both spent some time out in L.A., and I've heard you say before, Rod, that it was just hard out there for a musician because the, the venues didn't want to pay. Well, the venues pay. They just don't pay hardly anything. It's gotcha. not like in Austin, get paid pretty well for shows. Right. I mean, like, honestly, like getting paid 200 bucks is good compared to L.A. or whatever, you know. But also another thing about Austin is that I get health insurance through him. I never had anything like that in L.A., you know, so. Right. There's a lot of things in Austin that really make it more uh, comfortable being a musician, for sure. Right. Ham's awesome. They were doing. They were there at Sagebrush for Buddy Holly's birthday bash, Jimmy Dale Gilmore, um, West Texas Exiles, 
and Mason the gym line played and Ham was out there taking proceeds and donations and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they're so. a really cool organization for sure. Get some dental work. Yeah, you get dental work, whatever you want, you know. If I didn't have him, I'd probably be talking to myself under a bridge, so that's nice. I'm able to get my medication affordable and everything else, so. Yeah, I'm happy to be in Austin, man. But that being said, I had some great memories in L.A., you know. I don't look back on L.A. as, like, awful times in my life. It was, I had a lot of good times. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, you moved out there to pursue acting. Yeah, my mom was a theater teacher, and so I started doing acting stuff when I was back home, and I almost booked a Lifetime movie. I talked about that on Instagram not too long ago. And then I moved out to L.A., and then I was in some bad horror movies and doing the acting grind, and then I started playing music, and then that's all I really cared about after a while when I was like, I think I got a guitar when I was 19. I got my first acoustic guitar, and I really got into it, and... I started listening to Hank Williams. That's how I learned all my chords. Like I got my foundation from Hank Williams. And then I feel like I learned how to like structure story songs from listening to Springsteen is kind of how I look at that. So I got my foundation from Hank Williams and Springsteen sort of taught me how to write songs basically and structure them. And obviously I was listening to Towns back then too, but I really clicked with Springsteen because it was very uh, theatrical and very movie or mm -hmm. like short story feeling. I really liked that. Right, and you covered his 57 channels on Pinkville. Yeah. Yeah, Springsteen's fan was like, why did he cover Bruce's worst song? <laughs> it's like, well, I'm not going to cover Born in the USA, dude. I'm not going to cover Thunder Road. Like, I want to get a deep cut, and I don't think that's a bad song. You right. say that now. Yeah. I mean, playing Born in the USA would be badass, but I See? just, it's kind of like a retired jersey in my mind. So when did the Rod Gator transformation happen? Was that in L.A. or did that not happen until you moved to Austin? That happened here. That was actually, you know, kind of an interesting kind of like experience. I got with this management company called Crush. They had all these huge artists, Green Day, all this pop artists and all this stuff. I'm like, okay, I should listen to whatever they say. So they were like, Melanson is too hard to pronounce. I was like, yeah, I know it's hard to pronounce, but, you know, they're like, they, like, scoured through my Twitter, I guess, because one night I was super high, like, two years ago, and I was like, I want everyone to call me Gator or something, just, like, joking around. And that kind of caught on for some dumbass reason. And then my dad wanted to name me Gator, but my mom said no, so that's why I was even thinking about that name. So they were like, let's change it to Gator. I was like, no, dude, I'm not changing my name to Gator. <laughs> then the more I thought about it, I was like, hey, they might know what they're talking about. So then they put the album out. It didn't do as well as they hoped it would, so they dropped me. And then around that time, I got dropped by my last label, by my label I'd been with to 2016. So I got pretty bitter. I was like, you know what, man? I'm not playing country music no more. Like, I was really upset and pissed off. But I realized in the last couple months, really the last month recently since the dust has settled, it wasn't country music I was mad at. It was the business I was mad at, right. you know? So I basically, <laughs> you know... The timing was perfect because Fitz and I started working on the new album, writing the album together around the time that whole thing happened. So I had a good outlet to put all that into. And on the new record, that's kind of the theme, kind of like a rebirth theme, like kind of like getting knocked down, but kind of coming back up. But I talk about a lot of like business stuff on the record, you know, like there's this verse about them getting me to change my name and all this stuff. So, you know. <laughs> So what about that line? The one line that gets me and sticks out is, um, you got a big game. I think that's on Westgate, right? Oh, yeah. So I got that from Days and Confused. In, in Days and Confused, the coach is always hassling the students, like, hey, man, aren't you supposed to be at practice or whatever? That's where I got that from. Dude, I dig that. Yeah. 
for sure. And I got some great videos at night at Far Out Lounge because they have that fence that's painted, right? And so every time y'all would hit that, hit it hard on the cords, it would shake. Oh yeah. Oh man, so seeing that one live was really cool. Especially, I had to that yell was at a, my band the next day because they got a little too drunk. I was like, man, if I'm paying y'all, y'all better be on this shit. Like, I ain't trying to James Brown y'all, but every mistake, I'm removing 10 bucks. That's I fine. wouldn't actually do that, but it was an empty threat. Right. So I'm going to take a little break. I need to get another drink. So I'm going to play Westgate off the record real quick. So okay. That was your, your previous record, right? Pinkville, yeah. Pinkville. Love this. So this one is Westgate by Rod Gator. Well, 
I was stretching through that God-forsaken sand. It was the thought of Lisa and that neon green trans Am. Down to Westgate, she claims it's mine. Down to Westgate, ain't got my eyes. Down to Westgate, we wake up early. Ghost Note Brewing is located on Ranch Road 12, just three miles south of Dripping Springs. Open Thursday through Sunday, they serve finely crafted beer along with local wine and cider. There's plenty of seating in the open air tap room that overlooks a tree covered lawn with live music Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Ghost Note Brewing is celebrating Oktoberfest on October 8th with live music from Tony Camel, Bavarian food, plenty of great beer, an artisan market, and more. You can find the full music and food truck schedule available online at ghostnotebrewing.com. Listeners, you know here at Texas River Taunt, we're all about supporting homegrown artists and products. Tejas Hemp is located in Dripping Springs and was the first hemp brand in the state since Prohibition. Tejas Hemp supplies full-spectrum CBD and naturally occurring THC products, including their muscle release salve, hemp oils, gummies, flour, and pre-rolls. Check out TejasHemp.com to shop online and follow them on Instagram at TejasHemp. TejasHemp, put in the J back in Texas.
This is Texas River Tonk, and that was Red Shaheen with Water Bill off his Culberson County record. And he's actually going to be playing in San Antonio at Sam's Burger Joint Friday the 28th, and he'll be up at Throw and Smoke on October 29th out there at the Long Time. Red Shaheen, Catherine Legender, Honky Tonk Machine, and more will be out there Saturday. And they actually have two games scheduled, two Sandlot baseball games. you got the Texas Oil Dogs and the Texas Playboys first pitch at 2 p.m., or excuse me, 12 p.m., and then the South Austin Parakeets versus the Austin Senators at 3 p.m. Barbecue, drinks, finely made goods. I saw that Oyster, uh, Austin Oyster Company is going to be out there. So the long time is a pretty cool spot. I don't know if y'all have ever been out there. I got asked to play that, but I couldn't do it because my guitar player is out of town. Oh, really? He's always out of town. I got to figure that out. Damn. So have you been out there, Fitz? I haven't, but go tall boys. Woo! There you go. So I went to the first one. So this will be the second one. The first one was last year, and they had it earlier in the year, and it was hot as fuck. It was Summer Dean, Vincent o. Emerson, South Texas Tweak was out there. Uh, so I'm going to go out there again this year and check it out. I'm trying to get Mark Champion in studio to push that event. So check out Throwing Smoke, October 28th and 29th. But anyway, so Rod played last, right? You played one, yeah. didn't you? I think it's Rod's turn. Is it Rod's Is turn? It? I can't remember. Okay. I'm lost, but you, That's hey, all good. you're in front of the mic and you got your guitar. What are you thinking? Acoustic Westgate? I could do it if you want, man. <laughs> do whatever you want. We're honestly. going there. If we if they've got the electric now, they want that one. I mean, it's not. I've done weirder things. Oh no, man, it's completely up to you, man. The mic is yours. I'm gonna do this song "Feathers." I wrote when I was 23 years old. He walks outside and lights up a smoke Takes one puff and begins to choke Well I guess it's been a while And across the street sits an old tomcat Can't see what it's looking at There must be a bird up in that tree Well the cat lies down and licks its lips Cause high above success sits Well ain't that the truth well, he walks inside, picks up his guitar, tries to write, but he don't get far. This one is worse than the last, he thinks. Stands in the door where his love lies, sweetest thing neat these old skies. Well, how'd I manage that, he wonders. Cause out of all the boys, she chose me No great job, no college degree I guess she just has better taste is all They talk about the future And don't it feel good for once in your life to be understood He takes off his boots and lies beside her Together they lie on a queen-sized bed And on his shoulder she placed her head And he drifts off to dream Well this dream takes place in the south He's back in his grandma's house. She says, boy, I got something to show you. Well, this is your great uncle, fought in the war. Don't he look like a movie star? And that sweet little girl there, that's your mama. We had missed her laugh, you had missed her smile. She passed away when he was a child. Together they sit and watch the sun. Well, he awakes with tears in his eyes, grabs a smoke and walks outside. He sits right down on the porch. 
He says dreams for kids, that we all know. And ain't it time I started to grow? Well, I guess I just miss home. Then across the street came out old Tomcat, and right by his feet it sat, with a mouth full of feathers. You got away with stories, that's for sure. Hey, thanks, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really do dig it. The characters you take on and how you, you kind of as use that in your social media. Right? Yeah. Just... My grandma, when I was a kid, even though she had done it so many times, in her hallway she had all these photos framed on the wall, and she would take me down there, and she loved just explaining who was who, even though she had done it a bunch of times. But my great uncle, who was in World War II, he did look like a movie star, and he was posted up in there. and So that's what that's all from. And I saw, and there was a cat in the apartment complex where I lived at the time, and I saw him looking up at this bird just waiting for it to fall down. And it got me thinking about me, like, wanting some kind of success and just feeling similar. Like, I was just kind of sitting there stupidly looking up, waiting for something to happen. But at the end, the you know, the cat walks up and has the bird in his mouth, so I was like, it's a happy ending in a way, even though there's a death. Somebody won. Somebody won, man. Yeah, that reminds me of pictures of my old granddad in his uniform. It's kind of, like I say, looking like a movie star. Yeah, Just it's amazing the, how people looked back then. Right. All dressing sharp. Yeah. You know, standing next to their classic car. Now now they're classic cars, but yeah. the black and white photos, for some reason, make it look a little yeah. bit more classy. Yeah, there's some magic to it, for sure. Yeah, going through all my grandmother. She's in a nursing home now, so going through mm-hmm. all her pictures, trying yeah. to figure out who's who. You know, Some of them she has written on the back, and you can kind of tell. That's cool. Uh, but my brother's the one who's kind of curating all that stuff. Yeah. Sam Shepard said you should never deny your ancestors, and that's the truth. Right. I love researching all that, especially once I moved to L.A. I learned so much about my family history and stuff. But So growing up in Louisiana, did you fish and hunt a lot down oh, there? Oh, yeah, I did it all. Just a way yeah. of life? Yeah, I, did, I loved skeet shooting. and I, The first time I ever killed a goose, because I grew up next to a, town, a small town called Gaydon. It's known as the duck capital of the world. Cause so many geese and ducks, geese migrate down there during a certain season. So, I mean, it's all, they're all over the place. Like, I couldn't think of a better place for, like, hunting geese and stuff. And I went and I, uh, we went hunting and I figured I would shoot one because I was good at shooting skeet and I shot one and it fell. And my dad was like, all right, now you got to go wring its neck. And I walked up to it and I saw it was just too sad of an experience it was kind of like an old yeller thing and i was like mm, hunting's not for me man. <laughs> yeah so i've never been duck hunting or goose hunting but we have sandhill cranes mm-hmm. up in lubbock that's part of their migration path so i've been crane hunting a couple love times. fishing though oh fishing there you go yeah there was a bass pond close to where i grew up and i mean we'd catch like eight nine pound bass like it was amazing i'd usually throw them back but yeah those were i love fishing yeah yeah, I have a friend who lives in Venice, Louisiana, and he's got the river behind his house and the, the salt water in front of his house. Yeah. So every time he goes to Louisiana, he's bringing me back shrimp and boudin balls and yeah. all that it's good wild. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I love the lures, like topwater lures, whenever yeah. they jump on it and get it like that. It's yeah. very exciting. That is exciting. <laughs> so what about you? You like to hunt and fish at all, Jack? I haven't done much of it. No? Really? I, I shot a javelina once down near the border. Okay. 
And that's my that's cool. that was my first and only kill, I think. Nice. So, uh, I caught an Asian carp one time. I guess that was my first kill. Where was that at? Uh, that was um, somewhere in Missouri, not like far out there. It, okay. There's a casino nearby, so it wasn't it was not eaten carp. Yeah, for sure. I've never been into Missouri, so I can't really speak to that part of the world. But I, I have friends there who uh, do. It's mostly deer hunting, I think. Right. It's almost. I know that there's good deer hunting. It's almost but, time. Got a couple more weeks. So what do you think? You want to play another one? We got about twenty to. minutes left. We can get in one more from each of y'all at least. Let's uh let's see. I'm gonna play the the single from my album. It's called Funeral House Blues. Nice. I played that one on the on the show before. I know you did. Hell yeah. He was um, the one who requested it. Nice. <laughs> Round two. I 
song man appreciate you. you playing that one so rod talked a little bit about you know learning hank williams cores you know bruce springsteen and also i know steve earl's been a big influence on you too so but how did you get into to music hank williams was a big one uh along with jimmy rogers and uh i found willie nelson pretty early on too right uh neil young harvest okay my mom yeah. like had that laying around the house on cd Nice. So that was one of the first times that I heard uh, someone like singing and playing acoustic. Okay. That so, sounded good to me. So when did you pick up a guitar? How long have you been playing? Uh, I. So my stepdad had uh, his grandpa made a dobro. Back in the day, I don't know, but okay. it was like just sitting up on a shelf in the basement storage, and so I'd like. Nice. Sneak down there and pull it down and try to play it regular, but can't you can't <laughs> press the, the strings down. But it was about like I was ten then, okay. so eleven. I got a real guitar, took some lessons. Man, you started young, pretty much. Young enough, yeah. So I have a, a, a son who's almost nine, and I've done that. I've, I bought a guitar and just I'll just leave it in his room, and every once in a while he'll pick it up. But I need to actually get him some lessons. That's what I need to do. Just fork over the money and the time. But I have three kids. And he's in baseball, and I got two jobs and a radio show. It's like, when the hell do I have time yeah. to take him to? Just get a him lesson. a Hank Williams LP. <laughs> yeah. Let the work take care of Go itself. Go look up the tabs. That's you gotta look I up did. the tabs. Yeah. So what about you, Fitz? How long you been playing? I know we, we might have talked about this last show, but uh, I've I've been playing since I was twelve. I think the first I've been gigging since I was thirteen. I uh, I found. Fortunate enough to find uh, like the punk rock scene in Houston, and I caught on. Uh, I fell in love with that real quick. So by the time I was 13, I was playing in a band called the Gutter Junkies. Nice. <laughs> and we were gigging, and, and I've basically been playing and writing music in some form or another ever since then. And uh, so, like, yeah, almost like my whole life, really, I guess. So where'd you get into the other side, though? When did you start producing well, and to start making that decision? Uh, that's something I, I've come into recently. Just uh, like the like in the punk rock scene, it's all DIY, and I've been writing and recording my own music forever. And uh, just recently, like uh, having a little bit extra time on my hands, I realized that I enjoy the process of making a record almost as much as I do like writing songs and 
just like another avenue to just keep myself busy and uh, help people make records. And I just love being in the studio and have, uh, I'm very fortunate to have some great resources uh, available that not everyone has. And so it's just a, another excuse to get out the house and stay busy. Yeah. Are you starting to feel at home out there in Elgin? Oh yeah. I felt at home out there well before I moved out there. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Wildcat, who, uh, he, he recorded both of these fellows, uh, mm-hmm. albums and both of mine, he had a studio on East fourth street that I've been, uh, working in and out of for a long time. And he recently just relocated the studio up to Elgin. And that, that was kind of my first experience, uh, in Elgin was going out there to do studio work. And I just fell in love with the town immediately. Um, small classic Texas style t- town. And yeah, I know you can get some barbecue out there, but are there venues like places where you go see live music? Uh, or? Uh, two of my friends are actually opening up a dance hall in the historical like downtown square that should be opening up. I think they were saying maybe next month called Lightning Bar. Uh, and there's a couple Might of be other this month, maybe this month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there'll be at least one. I, I don't get out much. I'm usually either at my house or at the studio. So I haven't gotten a like experience the thriving nightlife of Elgin yet, <laughs> yeah. but that's also kind of why I, I like it out there so much. Right, quiet. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Well, you want to play one for us? Sure, yeah. Uh, you were talking about Hole in the Wall and like being able to smoke inside uh, a little while ago and how your eyes are burning and stuff, and and you were like talking about it like as in like, huh, I'm glad that doesn't exist anymore, but like <laughs> I, I, was look- I looked at Jack and he looked at me and we kind of, I guess... I haven't smoked in in a long time, but I I love like walking into a building where, you know, people are are allowed to smoke inside. There's a certain smell and eye burn that you just don't really get anywhere else. And uh, there's there's one there's one bar. I won't blow up their spot, but there's one place in Austin where you can still kind of do that. Uh, And this is kind of my homage. When times were simpler and you could smoke inside. And the bars in San Marcos closed at midnight back in the day. Yeah, that's right. It goes like this. Well, it's the same old blues Breaking out of my radio As I walk around my block nowhere left to go And while I'm coming down I never thought I could get so high But I never thought I'd do the stuff I'd done tonight Is there no place to smoke Inside anymore No dive so broke That they'd let me in their door As a joke One thing as the heels of my boots And it ain't nothing new It's just another bar I'm closing down As I try to stay upright Wondering how you could stick around For so long 
with a low down dirty old dog like me I'm stubborn as a mule got nothing up my sleeve is there no place to score in this town anymore cause another shot of love surely bring me to the floor has the joke one thing as the knees of my jeans well i can't usually even afford sleeves there's no place to smoke in this town anymore No dive so broke that they'd let me in their door As a joke, one thin as the heels of my boots Man, all right. I'll ask you off air what bar you're talking about in Austin. Right. You, you can tell you me. You probably that. already can t guess. Yeah. So I remember when that when that first law came into effect, nobody was following the no smoking rule in Austin. It took a, almost at least a year or two before they started actually enforcing that. But uh, I didn't mind it occasionally, but like every night going to the bar and just waking up smelling like an ashtray because I don't smoke cigarettes that much. I'll bum a smoke every now and then. I'm the best at bumming smokes. But my lungs can't handle, uh, yeah. like, more than five cigarettes, and I wake up the next morning dead. I've been on nicotine gum going on five years. So. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. I, I like those ons. I don't see myself putting that. <laughs> yeah, right. Quit so much at this point. Just let me have that. Let me have one thing. You should thing, try right. smoking to get off the gum. I'll try. <laughs> It'll work, I bet you. Yeah. Misty yeah. menthols. Yeah. Oof. I can't do menthols. And those crush now. Everybody wants to smoke those crush. Yeah, I remember like, when those came out. Oh, I was no. So what do you think, Rob? We got time. One more. Okay. You're Let's just do Westgate. Close us out. I'm gonna swap yeah. seats one more time. Yeah. yeah, I was like. Yeah, play some Westgate. I thought you were throwing down your guitar. You're like, I'm just gonna sing this. One. <laughs> yeah. Acapella. The, the swap chair. All right. I'll try not to yell too loud, but I gotta yell kinda. Yeah. Tucked away in the bottom drawer of the town I grew up in was a low-income housing called Westgate. It's where my football buddies and me would go to buy weed or whatever else we couldn't fill in our parents' medicine drawer. But that was the first time I saw Lisa. She had a blue oyster cult t-shirt on, and she was standing next to a neon green Trans Am. I thought I'd seen it all. Turns out I hadn't. Down in Westgate, we wake up early and we stay up late. She claims it's mine down in Westgate. Ain't got my eyes down in Westgate, Westgate, West, Westgate. Fast forward to two weeks later and I'm hanging out with Lisa outside her mom and them's place. When Officer Robichaux pulls up and he looks me right in the eye. 
He says, hey, Dimitri, ain't you supposed to be at football practice? Y'all got a big game coming up. Well, I said, man, I ain't never touching a football again. Down in Westgate, how my cousin's down in Westgate. She claims it's mine down in Westgate. Ain't got my eyes down in Westgate. Fast forward to 2004 and I'm sitting in the belly of a tank in central Afghanistan. High times in a land of crude oil and shrapnel. But if there was one thing that kept me sane while I was trekking through that God-forsaken sand, it's the thought of Lisa and that neon green transan. Down in Westgate, we wake up early and we stay up late. She claims it's mine down in Westgate. Ain't got my eyes down in Westgate. Yeah, we always down in Westgate. All my cousins down in Westgate. Red and blue lights down in Westgate. Red me my rides down in Westgate. Westgate, West, Westgate. Well, hell yeah, man. I'm glad you played that one. I like those. I like that one and Chicken Hog, those, those heavy ones. Yeah, dude. That's all the next album is, pretty much. So where is Westgate? Is that an actual neighborhood? or what's It's the, a what's housing there? projects in the town I grew up in, uh, Kaplan, called Westgate. It's where you would go to buy weed and stuff like that. One of my buddies, Seth Demet, lived there. And yeah, it was just a small, like low-income housing project. Right. I feel you. So again, man, thank y'all so much for coming by. Happy birthday. Dude, yeah. Texas Happy Rift birthday. Time. One birthday. year. Oh, yeah. I, I sent a photo to my friend Garrett, like a photo of you. He's like, what you up to? He said, damn, that's a sexy DJ. <laughs> got, a, got a face for radio. He says that to all the DJs. All though. the DJs. He might. I don't know. Well, man, Jack Fister, you can catch him tonight, right, with Dog Island at Batch over in Maynard. Yes, Maynard sir. Road. Also, uh, I think I'm going to be playing Thursdays at that Lightning Bar in Elgin. Nice. That, Possibly badass. October 27th. We'll see. It's not that, finalized. That's yet. the tentative opening. That, we'll see what happens. That'll give me a good reason to come and visit Fitz out there yeah, and, and see uh, you play. Two minutes mm-hmm. from my house, you can uh, come over for dinner. Awesome. And then Sunday at Volstead. Sunday, the White, Way Hyman, uh, episode one. That's awesome. With David, David Miner. Minor. And when's your next show, Rod? I don't have anything booked now. Just working on the record. Now I'll have something booked soon, and I'll be sure to post about it. And stuff. Right. Well, follow him on Instagram, TikTok for all the all the great videos. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. So we started out with one from Loretta Lynn. We're gonna go out with one with uh, Willie Nelson and Loretta Lynn. Johnny Cash actually co-produced this. This was off the Full Circle remastered album, and this one is called "Lay Me Down." We'll catch y'all next week. Peace.
I've raised my head and set my sail In the eye of a storm in the belly of a whale My spirit stood on solid ground I'll be at peace when they lay me down When I was a child I cried Until my knees were satisfied My needs have grown up pound for pound I'll be at peace when they lay me down When they lay me down someday My soul will rise and fly away This old world will turn around I'll be at peace when they lay me down This life isn't fair it seems It's filled with tears and broken dreams There are no tears where I'm bound And I'll be at peace when they lay me down I was a child I could 